What is going on, guys, and welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up on a Thursday. Hope you guys are having a good week as always. It is time to do a mock draft. I know everybody loves seeing mock drafts all over the internet. And I figured I'd whip one up myself. You know, I kind of teased that I might try to get one out while I was able to get one up. And so I'll share my thoughts with you. Obviously, this is kind of whipping one together. And I will say there there are a couple trades in mind, too. So um, tried to make it pretty interesting. I mean, really, mock drafts are just a fun exercise. You never know what's going to happen. But give it a good shot and hope you guys enjoy it. And, you know, if you have if you want to share your mock draft thoughts with me, remember you can hit me up on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. So let's jump right into it. Starting with the number one pick, the Cleveland Browns. And I think at this point we all know where they're going to go with that top pick. It seems about 99% sure that it is that it is going to be Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. I mean, all the... All the talk anymore is how enamored the Browns are with with Darnold, and obviously they need a quarterback. Yes, they traded for Tyrod Taylor. They signed Drew Stanton, but of course Taylor is a bridge quarterback. Stanton is you know solid backup, but they've got to try to hit on that future quarterback. Obviously, it didn't pan out with uh, Deshaun Kaiser, who is now in Green Bay, which really is a better spot, I think for Kaiser. So Darnold, number one to the Browns. So really the fun of the mock drafts really started at number two with the New York Giants. And I think they are going to keep, and I've kind of thought this a while, I think they're going to keep the number two pick, and I think they're going to take their quarterback of the future, I think they're going to take Josh Rosen. You know, certainly the thought is there that they could take Saquon Barkley and kind of make another push with that offense. But Rosen, to me, is the best quarterback in this class, and the Giants have a chance to get him at number two and start developing him and start preparing for life after Eli Manning. So, Rosen to the Giants. Then the Jets at number three. Of course, they traded up to number three with the Indianapolis Colts. There was the fu- funny quote from from the Jets at the owners' meeting saying, you know, there's about six or seven guys that they're considering. I mean, look, that's got to be coach speak. You know, you, if you have... If you have six or seven guys that you're considering, then why not just stay at number six? Obviously, this is for a quarterback, and I think that quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield of Oklahoma. Yes, they did sign, or they re-signed uh, Josh McCown. And they also brought in Teddy Bridgewater, so at least you're going to have a little bit of competition. 
and it'll allow Baker Mayfield to kind of learn the game and, you know, very possibly eventually find his way onto the field. But I think Mayfield's the guy at number three. So it's quarterbacks one, two, and three. And then it would be the Cleveland Browns at four, but I am predicting a trade here. I am predicting the Buffalo Bills trade up to number four, packaging both of their first-round picks, number 12 and number uh, 22, to the Browns to trade up for Josh Allen of Wyoming. And of course, I'm... Yeah, I'm not going to say Josh Allen is bad, but I don't think he's top five worthy. But I've come to terms with the fact that he will go top five. Or at the very least, top ten. But in this case, I do have him going fourth overall to the Bills. Look, the Bills kind of started to make their move already. It's it's a similar path to what the Eagles did a couple years ago when they eventually got Carson Wentz. They started at number 13. Traded up to number 8, and then traded with the Browns to get to number 2. Bills, of course, started with 21 and 22. Traded up to number 12 with the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think eventually they complete the jump, get to number 4, and get Josh Allen. Which kind of leaves the Denver Broncos in the dust a little bit, because the top 4 quarterbacks are now off the board. But it does put them in a the position to take Quentin Nelson, the guard out of Notre Dame, and really start to solidify that offensive line. They did, of course, sign Case Keenum, so at least they have a little bit of stability at quarterback, at least for a couple of years. And Quentin Nelson with Garrett Bowles would make a, just a really good offensive line there, at least on the left side. So Quentin Nelson, 5 to the, Bron- to the Broncos. Then I have Saquon Barkley, the Penn State running back, going to the Colts at 6. Uh, they could go defensive end here, but I think the Colts will probably be enamored with Barkley's talent and sees them sitting there at number 6. You know, hoping to take a little pressure off Andrew Luck as well. I mean, there's just holes all over this roster. I mean, they... They almost really can't go wrong, whether they go Barkley or Child. Like, they've just got to get whoever they can get. And in this case, they go Barkley. Which means Bradley Chubb falls to 7 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And boy, is that defensive line looking really, really good. You added Vinny Curry in free agency, and you brought in Jason Pierre-Paul from the New York Giants. Now you had Chubb. Oh, and you have Noah Spence. I mean, that's... I mean, all, all the, the talk of the acquisitions this year, it's almost like Noah Spence is kind of off in the distance a little bit, but he's a damn good pass rusher himself. So you bring in Chubb, that's four excellent pass rushers on your team. And oh, by the way, you still have Gerald McCoy on the interior. All of a sudden, that's a strong defensive line there in Tampa Bay. Then I've got Denzel Ward going to the Bears at number 8, setting up a nice cornerback duo with Ward and Kyle Fuller, who the Bears did retain and give a new uh, four-year contract to, matching the offer from Green Bay. They did re-sign Prince Mukamara, but getting Ward will kind of solidify 
that secondary there in Chicago. Roquan Smith, the talented linebacker out of Georgia, goes to San Francisco at number nine. Yes, they did take a linebacker last year in the first round in uh, Reuben Foster, but we're already starting to see again Reuben Foster getting, him to, getting himself into some trouble. And just the talent of Smith to put, you know, wherever on that 49ers defense really will continue to build that strong front seven that the 49ers are producing. And in Oakland, we're going to go with Josh Jackson of Iowa, the cornerback. You know, could go Minka Fitzpatrick here, but... You know, I kind of thought about it, and, you know, Jack, I guess they might figure Jackson more of a corner. They can just kind of stick outside rather than, um, you know, Fitzpatrick at safety or maybe slot corner. Um, so it could be a little bit of a controversy there, but going with Josh Jackson for now to Oakland to kind of con continue that youth that they're building in the secondary then Miami at 11, going with Vita Vea, the defensive tackle out of Washington. I mean, there's a big hole now, both figuratively and literally, on the defensive line for the Miami Dolphins. And Vita Vea could fit the bill at almost 350 pounds. So Vea's the guy. Then Minka Fitzpatrick comes off the board at number 12 to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's interesting how this played out. We're talking about how the Browns could get, you know, in the past, the thought of maybe getting Darnold and Fitzpatrick at 1-4. and four. Well, the way this turned out, the Browns get Darnold and Fitzpatrick at 1-12. and 12. You know, you could play Fitzpatrick outside, and then you've got, you brought in Demarius Randall to play safety, Jabril Peppers at the other safety. Starting to build up that secondary again. Washington goes Darius Geis at 13. Chris Thompson had a solid rookie year, but the addition of Alex Smith, and you really want to start building that offense again, you brought in Paul Richardson, bringing a guy like Geis, and got yourself a really good offense now. Really help Alex Smith kind of learn again. Learn the new system, and again, guys, guys would be a guy that could help take pressure off Smith. And you know, obviously, he's just a fantastic running back in general. So, guys to Washington at 13. Derwin James, the safety out of Florida State, then lands with the Packers at 14. Definitely needs some safety help. And James, we know, is just very athletic. So, with think that'd be a real good fit there. Then the Bengals move up. Remember, the Bengals have a lot of picks. The Bengals have 11 picks right now in this draft. So they package some of them to move up from 21 to 15 and trade with the Cardinals. And to me, it kind of makes sense for the Cardinals as well. They're another team that has some holes on the roster, could use some extra draft picks to kind of fill them. So Cincinnati moves up to take Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker, out of Virginia Tech. 
Vontez Burfick looking at a four-game suspension. You know, they did bring in Preston Brown, but um, it just seemed... You kind of get the sense that Edmonds and the Bengals are... could potentially be linked together. Or at least, you know, that's just the buzz you might see around the internet, but... We're going with Edmonds at 15 to the Bengals. Then Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from the from SMU to the Ravens at 16, adding a big playmaker for Joe Flacco. And at the halfway point, we'll stop for a minute, take a quick break, and come right back for the second half of the first-round mock draft. You're listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast with me, Bill Rossetti. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. We're doing a first round mock draft here. Just to kind of recap to catch you guys up. 1 through 16. Cleveland, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen to the Giants, Mayfield to the Jets, Allen to the Bills, Nelson to the Broncos, Barkley to the Colts, Chubb to the Bucks, Denzel Ward to the Bears, Roquan Smith to the Niners, Josh Jackson to the Raiders, Vita Vea to the Dolphins, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Browns, Darius Geis to the Redskins, Derwin James to the Packers, Tremaine Edmonds to the Bengals, and Cortland Sutton to the Ravens. So we pick it back up at 17 with the Los Angeles Chargers, and they go with Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Trying to get a couple more years out of Phillip Rivers. The offense is kind of there. They just need to build up the offensive line a little bit. Hopefully getting back. Uh, Dan Feeney and Forrest Lamp have them fully healthy this year. Bring in McGlinchey, and that's got yourselves a pretty strong line there to try to make one more run with Phillip Rivers. Then Seattle at 18. A lot of holes on this roster. I mean, it's been a while since we talked about the Seahawks as a team rebuilding or with holes. But I went ahead and gave them another cornerback, you know, try to try to re regrasp kind of the magic at secondary Jair Alexander cornerback out of Louisville yes he had the injury riddle 2017 but he's a good cornerback and again with expectations maybe not as high now for the Seahawks there's not as much pressure you know they could let Alexander develop develop a little bit on the field and I, I think he's going to end up being a pretty good player. You know, again, you watch the 2016 tape, especially his game against Clemson. Excuse me. He, he's a hell of a football player. I think he would uh, he would fit in pretty pretty nice for wherever he goes. But in this case, he lands with the Seahawks at 18. And then we go with James Daniels at 19 to the Dallas Cowboys. Um. Dallas is going to have a private meeting with James Daniels, working them out, and we know how the pack, how the Cowboys like to build from the offensive line. We've seen them do it in many drafts. They continue to do it here with James Daniels. Number twenty, the Detroit Lions, Harold Landry, the defensive end out of Boston College, need some edge rush there. They did franchise tag Ziggy Ansah, but uh, still going to have to look for 
some edge help, especially after next season, because this will probably be Ansa's last year in Detroit. So Landry can come in and kind of be the present and the future of the defensive end spot at Detroit. We know the stat, of course, it's been quite a long time since the Lions have had a 100-yard rusher. Thought about running back, but I think they could eventually, you know, maybe wait a round or two, get a running back. Because running back is pretty deep, although I do have a couple more in this mock. Uh, but we do go with Harold Landry to the Lions. Then at 21, the Cardinals, after trading back, still able to land an offensive tackle. Because they definitely need to build, rebuild that offensive line, especially after trading Jared Feld here to the Broncos. Connor Williams, offensive tackle out of Texas, goes here. Then Cleveland, back on the clock at 22. Because, again, in our mock, they took both both first-round picks from the Bills. I went with Colton Miller, the offensive tackle out of UCLA. There's starting to be a little bit of buzz about him being a first-round pick, and the Browns do need an offensive tackle now after the retirement of Joe Thomas. Interior is pretty set. You've got two good guards in Joel Batonio and Kevin Zeitler, and they did bring in Donald Stevenson and Chris Hubbard. But another tackle wouldn't hurt. So Miller's the guy here. Then we got the Rams at 23. And to kind of finish the job in building that excellent defensive line, they get their edge help and they go with Josh Sweat of Florida State. So now you're talking a defensive line that will feature Josh Sweat, Dominican Sue. Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers. It's a scary line. Very scary defensive line. And then come the Panthers at 24. And I did decide to go with Justin Reed, the safety out of Stanford. I'm starting to warm up to the idea. I thought about Edge here, but I just thought Justin Reed was too good to pass up here at 24. I mean, this kid's about as versatile as you can get. He can play anywhere on the field. Um, he's very fast, plays very fast, very athletic. I think he would fit right in with the Panthers. And could be him and Denoris Searcy or him eventually taking over for Mike Adams or one of the two. Because as we talked about before, Mike Adams, about 37 years old, going to be replaced soon. So you're going to need safety help, especially after losing Kirk Coleman or after releasing Kirk Coleman. So to me, it makes sense now. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with this pick. Wouldn't be surprised, to get, like I said, with edge help. I could see, I could potentially see Sam Hubbard here. I could potentially see Marcus Davenport here. But we did go with Justin Reed. In fact, Marcus Davenport was the next pick, 25 to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, could use some edge help they built. They added to the secondary, of course, bringing in uh, Malcolm Butler in free agency. And, of course, they have an all-pro safety now in Kevin Byard, and Jonathan Cyprian wasn't too bad for them. So now they focus on 
building up the front seven there. So Marcus Davenport at 25. Then I went with Deron Payne at 26 to the Falcons to kind of try and plug up the hole left by Dontari Poe on the inside of the defensive front. Then Mike Gesicki at 27 to the Saints. I'm kind of on board with this pick as well because, look, Gesicki obviously is a fantastic pass catcher. And in an offense like the Saints, it definitely makes sense. I really think he could thrive in this kind of offense. You know, we know how successful Jimmy Graham was there. And the Saints even tried to make a play to bring back Jimmy Graham before he signed with Green Bay. Mike Kosicki could be that next step, or kind of the next next in line as far as good good pass catching tight ends for the Saints. And you know, with Drew Brees back on the two year deal, and we know how good the Saints were last year. And obviously, I mean, the window's kind of closing. You know, you've only got one or two years left to Drew Brees, so this kind of has the feel, too, of, uh, you know, we're making one final push for a championship under Drew Brees and Sean Payton. So Mike Kosicki at 27 to the Saints. Then at 28, the Steelers, Rashawn Evans, linebacker, Alabama. Need some help on the inside of that defense, especially with the sudden loss of Ryan Shazier. And obviously, we just hope he makes a speedy recovery health-wise, just, just in general, life-wise, so he can just get going with his life, let alone playing football. But as far as on the football field, they do need the linebacker, so we went with Evans to man the inside. And then they went with another linebacker, 29 to the Jaguars, Leighton Van Der Esch, the linebacker out of Boise State. Continue to get athletic on the secondary. You add him to guys like Miles Jack and that front seven. You know, just continue to, you know, they built up the offense and signing Andrew Norwell. Van Der Esch could kind of want to be one of those key pieces to help the defense. And remember they did Paul Puzzlesny did retire. So there is a bit of a hole at linebacker. Van Der Esch helped fills that. 30, Minnesota Vikings, Will Hernandez, guard, UCLA. Or excuse me, I don't know why I said UCLA. I'm thinking of the four four letters, but the wrong four letters, excuse me. UTEP. I've said before Hernandez is a mauler. I really like him as a prospect and Really, the only hole on the Vikings roster is probably on the offensive line, and Hernandez would fill that in a big way. So all of a sudden, because he did lose Brandon Fusco in free agency to the Falcons, Hernandez can come in, you know, really open up the run game for for the Vikings and Dalvin Cook, and obviously your new quarterback, Kirk Cousins, your $84 million man. And you fill that hole, and all of a sudden, you know, here come the Vikings again. That's, I mean, look, you, you can make an argument that the Vikings are maybe the second-best roster in the NFL behind the Philadelphia Eagles. 
So I, I think that'd be a real good fit. Hernandez filling in that left guard spot for the Vikings. Then the Patriots at 31. Patriots are always kind of tough because you never know if they're going to trade down or whatnot. But I went with Mike Hughes, a talented cornerback out of Central Florida. He has had issues in the past that got him kicked off North Carolina. And he went to community college, built himself back up, and of course had the great season last year at UCF. And the Patriots, of course, have a needed corner now. I mean, they could use edge rush as well, but a bunch of the top edge guys are already off the board. So kind of plucked Hughes, who, you know, could could sneak into the first round, as we saw here at 31. And again, with the Patriots, they're always, uh, you never know what they're going to do type team. But Mike Hughes goes 31 to the Patriots. And then 32, I thought about a trade. But I kept the Eagles at 32, and I went with Ronald Jones, the running back out of USC. We saw the Eagles like to mix and match the running backs. We saw it with Garrett Blunt and Corey Clement in them last year. Now it could be Corey Clement and Ronald Jones in that Eagles backfield. If there were trades to be made, I could see, I could see a team moving up. You know, maybe for, and it would certainly be, I would certainly be for a quarterback, you would imagine. Um, definitely Lamar Miller, or excuse me, Lamar Jackson would be in play if a team were to trade up. I mean, if we're look, obviously a lot of the teams at the top of the draft have already gotten their quarterbacks. You know, so it'd be a pretty big jump for, say, Arizona to move back into the second round for a quarterback. You know, maybe Denver, if they like Lamar Jackson or even Mason Rudolph. But, you know, again, four quarterbacks are already off the board. I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if a fifth comes off the board. Again, be it Lamar Jackson or a Mason Rudolph. You know, even with, even with the Patriots... A small part of me for a second did think about picking Kyle Lalletta, <laughs> but obviously he's a guy the Patriots will be looking at later in the draft, but there's a lot of, there's been a lot of dot connecting between the Patriots and Kyle Lalletta. So to recap the second half of our mock draft, Mike McGlinchey to the Chargers, Jair Alexander to the Seahawks. James Daniels to the Cowboys, Harold Landry to the Lions, Connor Williams to the Cardinals, Colton Miller to the Browns, Josh Sweat to the Rams, Justin Reed to the Panthers, Marcus Davenport to the Titans, Deron Payne to the Falcons, Mike Gesicki to the Saints, Rashawn Evans to the Steelers, Leighton Vander Esch to the Jaguars, Will Hernandez to the Vikings, Mike Hughes to the Patriots, and Ronald Jones to the Eagles. And that is my first round mock draft. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, if you like draft stuff, remember, go check out John Ledyard and Trevor Sikma on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast because they do a fantastic job. This was just my attempt at 
piecing together the first rounds. Again, I hope you all enjoyed it. And remember, of course, to check out all the great stuff here on the Locked On Network, including the Locked On MLB side of things, which is picking up, especially with today being opening day in Major League Baseball. So if you're a baseball fan, go check that out, and best of luck to your favorite team. Well, for now, this is Bill Rossetti saying thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP.